marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. Marriage, that blessed arrangement, that dream within a dream. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. I still let her sleep in my bed. Didn't everybody else's wife treat him horribly at the beginning? I mean, that's that's how our relationship started. <laughs> no, Andrew is the wrongest person in the world, but let me... <laughs> and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. For the greater good. Oh, that was perfect. Was that was that your intention the whole time before the intro or? Yep. That's that's Absolutely. perfect. Once again, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, we don't script this out. Like we don't plan. No, we just do everything on the fly. Everything uh... is live. Nothing yeah. is planned out. Well, almost nothing. There are some things that are planned out, but almost, <laughs> but nearly nearly nothing. This is episode 388. 388. For those Ooh. of you that are doing the math, that's only 12 episodes away from 400, which is pretty uh, pretty freaking sweet deal. Tonight yeah. we're talking about The Princess Bride. The the 1987 uh, epic Starring a lot of really cool people that we'll talk about in just a second. The Princess Bride. This is honestly a movie I never thought we would do for this podcast, and I'll explain why later. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. Watch out for the P-O-U-S, Jemison. Wait, the P-O-U-S? Podcasters oh, of unusual size. Oh, that's where he went. Oh, that's... Okay. Oh, yeah, uh, snarky little son of a... Yeah. Okay. All right, we spent a guys. weekend with him, and and he, he 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 saw how much we ate. Yeah. And now yeah. it's true. Now we're doing. What hey, we're doing. I, I was by no means the smallest dude there. So let's let's be real <laughs> real honest. You know, we're uh, we we all come by these 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 sexy baritone voices uh, naturally, uh, honestly. Uh, Sam, is what? this movie why we fear quicksand? Vector? I think it's one of them. Remember, the 80s taught us that quicksand was a real and sustain, a substantial threat to uh, to your existence in this world. Yeah. So it is definitely something to watch out for. But it Sean, is. Yeah. hold on to this rope. Okay. And uh, just just keep holding on to it and hang out the window. And don't listen to, to the sounds of cutting that you hear inside this house. Okay. So, yeah. That's fine. That's that's fine. That yeah. was a long ass rope, and it's a good thing his dagger was really sharp. <laughs> and making a triumphant return. Why do I use the words triumphant? Maybe he wasn't triumphant. Maybe he no, a maybe forced return. A forced a, return. Uh, reluctant. Uh, a, there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. A, a, uh, through both bribery and um, by force of will, Jesse trudged through the podcasts of insanity to get here. From the Sudden But Inevitable podcast and his new show, Open Pike Night. Thank you guys for having me back. This is uh, not quite as easy as it looks, but I will say everything I do is triumphant. That's why my return is triumphant. Much like my ascension to the cliffs of podcast insanity, I am back 
to share a moment with you gentlemen. I cannot believe you have not covered the Princess Bride on this podcast before. Please explain that to me. So there's a few movies that I've always kind of felt like are kind of unreviewable because I feel like there's nothing that we can say that will either A, hasn't been said, or B, won't piss off a lot of people. (laughs) And though I'm not above making a few people mad, like when I say things like the prequel Star Wars movies are all kind of terrible, and I know that Josh from the Twist My Arm podcast network loses his lunch every time I say that, but... um. But it's true. It is true, uh, and it's almost as much fun as when I somehow hijack your show, Sudden But Inevitable, with uh, some kind of sneaky Star Trek reference, and you know he loses his hair too, which is pretty great. Um, <laughs> it's it almost like Sam, like you have a like an inside joke to try to sabotage this show. I have yeah. like a little inside thing to get Jesse to mention Star Trek at least once an episode, just to just to get you know. It's, it's pretty and then hard. I'm off. Just I to just, make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Can't help myself. We have to start talking about it. And then Josh rolls his eyes and he throws his hands up. He There's a, actually legitimately for the last season, he thought that Sean was bribing me every week because <laughs> I our show is live and I would hold up my Cheap Seat Reviews mug on camera every week. And <laughs> Josh would go, what are you doing? Are they actually paying you to do that? And I said, no, they sent us. A mug because you know we support each other as independent podcasters. So, but Josh was convinced, like fully convinced, for a couple of weeks straight that I was being paid under the table. Yeah, the, the best was the episode was when uh, Cameron from Green Shirt, who also has a cheap seat reviews mug, the both of them pulled their mugs up like at this, like almost as if it was choreographed. <laughs> they both, Josh was like, "What the f?" It was great. It was. Great. <laughs> Uh, cheap seat yes. reviews. If, can... if only we had money to bribe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, cheap cheap seat reviews. Confounding that. podcasters since 2021. Um, <laughs> all right. So, so I guess that's part of the reason why I never really thought that we would do this movie because um, I've never heard a single human ever utter anything bad about this movie. This movie is kind of universally loved and. Beloved, uh, it's a it's a cult classic. It's one of those movies where um, it's extremely quotable. And I know Andrew has a smirk on his face because I feel like this is going to be an interesting episode as a result of that. But I am going to tell a fun, quick story before we get into the show proper. Uh, back, uh, journey with me back back in time, uh, Jesse. You would have been about yeah, Jesse. Legit, you would have been about five or six um <laughs> or seven i'm trying to do the math in my head sam was already so, sam was 30 yeah i was already what drawing he, retirement what he's saying jesse is you'll you'll remember this yeah uh, yeah so back in the days of aol the early days of aol like aol 2.0 and 3.0 right when you get it on the disc at blockbuster um my dad was very my dad was actually pretty tech savvy uh back in the day we had the, the Macs that we saw on the, the net from last week, like we had one of those Performa Series Macs in our house. So we were pretty top-of-the-line-ish for 1995, right? And on AOL, I can't remember which one, two or three or four, Dad found, it was again, it was through AOL, but he found this, I guess, site that had nothing but MP3s. It was just mm-hmm. an MP3 hold. And you mm-hmm. could type in a movie, 
and it would just give you basically it was like what the GIF is now, right? Just it was like it was a GIF. It was just an MP3, usually just I, these audio clips. That was probably a dot wave back in the day. You, yeah, you're right. It would have been. Right? You would have been a dot wave. Yeah, it wouldn't have been an MP3. You're right. That would that would have taken a long time to download on that dial. Oh man. Um. So, Dad liked this movie, but for some reason we didn't own it, so I didn't. I hadn't seen it. So Dad downloads all of these audio clips from this movie. So I have heard most of the clips that we're going to hear tonight long before I saw the movie. And so then when I finally watched the movie, like in college, I'm like, oh, that's what these are from. So, I mean, if we got an email on AOL. Wait, 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 wait. It took you till college to watch this movie? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I just... Oh wow! None of the guys from high school. We we didn't watch this. We watched Monty Python and, um, oh my gosh, you know Happy Gilmore. Like we watched a lot of those other kind of comedies. Just that somehow makes me so sad. We used to rent a VCR to rent the tape to watch this movie. Nice. <laughs> this was there alongside like Never Ending Story in our family. Sure. Well, I had that. On, I, I had that on tape. So go ahead, Jesse. Yeah. I just I think the thing that you were saying earlier, Sean, is not only correct, but I think about this movie being sort of beyond review and above, you know, reproach and analysis in some ways. Um, but I think because of that, it's actually a really good, uh, like green and red flag movie, right? If you show this movie to somebody, even if they go into it with their arms crossed, if they don't come out of this movie in love with this movie, then you just know that's not a person you want to be around. So, like, it's an easy litmus test, I think. <laughs> I guess we'll see. I guess we will see. Um, so, uh, we'll do I this. I agree with you, though, Jesse. It's, it's, like, it's like somebody not liking the, the, the original Star Wars trilogy. You know, it's, it is definitely a test for, uh, for girlfriends and everything else to, uh, to, to be friendly with. It's, it's um, like that episode of How I Met Your Mother when he makes he mm-hmm. makes the girl watch Star Wars and she says she loves it and he's super excited and then she confesses to Marshall that she actually hated it. And he's like, but like it's his favorite movie. Which, mm-hmm. which is... See, I would put this above that. Like, I would say it's okay. I could, I could understand going into the original Star Wars movie and coming out unsatisfied easier than I could understand coming out unsatisfied from this movie. I'm not saying either one would make sense, but I'm saying for me, this movie is like, I, I, I don't know that there is another movie that I can actually gauge how I feel about other people by putting this movie on and watching them watch mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I'm just curious. We're in this weird space now. I just want to go here before eventually I'm going to let Andrew say what this movie is and all that stuff. Cause he's patiently waiting. <laughs> he's, he's turned on and off his microphone like six times. Um, oh, that's cause I'm clearing my throat. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> but like, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Now, Sam, I kind of know where you are because I I've known your wife for a long time, but like, mm-hmm. was it important for everyone in this room to have their wives love the, their favorite movie? So Jesse's giving a, an emphatic nod. Oh, now well, I, you just now, did the meme. On. I you thought just you were going to say. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, "Did she need to love this movie?" No, 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 not this movie. Your favorite movie. Okay, because that's a different question. She needed to love this movie. Yeah, like that's all there is to that. But my favorite movie? No, I don't care because my tastes don't need to match her tastes. This movie, I believe, spans 
preferences and objectivity and subjectivity and all things. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I, I, my wife doesn't really like my favorite movie or TV shows. I mean, we watch different things. Sure. And that's okay. Okay, I was just I curious. I still let her sleep in my bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when she, yeah, in your bed. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> um, we all know who wears the pants in that family. Um, I was just curious. I'm, cu- and I'm curious if anyone's listening. Is that's the same way? Because it's that way for 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 my wife. Like, like not only does she not like my favorite movie, she doesn't like really my favorite um, series. Like, she doesn't like Star Trek. She likes the. The ones with Chris Pine because Chris Pine is hot, but yes, Mister Forehead, really? Oh, dude, there needs to she be. She would leave me for that man. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, dude, have you seen man, him with a should... beard? I mean, dang, yeah. um, it's but his piercing blue eyes is what it is. It's just oh. the entire. I mean, you could put package. a uh, like you put a solar panel on that forehead and power a city. Yeah, but and I mean, he'd still look better than us. Yeah, exactly. Well, those, those caterpillars above his eyes will hold him up. Yeah, she. The solar panels yeah, she will there. snuggle up against that forehead and just like say, uh, <laughs> I'll, "I'll come and get the kids whenever you know." So, uh, no, that's fine. Okay, Andrew, please tell us what is the Princess Bride. If there's anyone that's possibly listening that doesn't have what you know know what this movie is. All right. Well. While homesick in bed, wait a minute. IMDb, oh, wow. that's a that's two words. Homesick, not homesick. Homesick means you miss your home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody, write them a letter. All right. Yeah. <laughs> While homesick in bed, a young boy's grandfather reads the story of a farm boy turned pirate who encounters numerous obstacles, enemies, and allies in his quest to be re- reunited. Excuse me, with his true love. Okay. There I am. Yeah. Yeah. Homesick. Two words. Come on. He's not homesick. He's just homesick. Playing a Nintendo right. game I had. Or he was playing I think the Atari, he's... but yeah. Question. Yeah. I I uh I'm not really familiar you know, that was before my time. Mm. <laughs> um but the controller cords, I mean I assume that had to be corded. He was across the room. Yeah. From that little nine-inch television he was watching, uh, did the cord go that far? Yeah, they knew back in the day. They were like, "Look, you need there needs to be slack so that when you throw this, it's really satisfying, <laughs> and you need a way for your parents to be able to yank it out of your hands without actually touching it." So, I'm talking to there were like six, seven, eight foot cords on some of those old consoles, like a hundred percent, no exaggeration. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, my Nintendo ones. Um, yeah, they were probably. I mean, they had to be like you said. It had to be pretty far away because otherwise, if you're too close, you're going to get you know brain cancer from the heat coming off of those tube TVs. <laughs> so, it was, I mean, the TV I had in my bedroom was a was in a piece. Of, it was a piece of furniture, right? It had a wooden case yeah. around it with the speaker built in, and you just set it to three, and then use the cable box on top. I mean. That's what it was. I don't know about that because I sat pretty close to the TV and I turned out TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would have it would have worked just a little bit better if you would have said I sat close to the find and I turned out TV. That would have been the joke. The joke is still it's, there. It's actually a Simpsons joke. It, it's a oh. quotable Simpsons joke, which Dang. sticks with the theme of quotable movies. There the Princess you Bride. You're very welcome. Oh, you're all over it as as usual, <laughs> and I'm terrible. All right, so. We'll do our five-word reviews, as we always do, as tradition dictates. Um, and by tradition, I mean 
whenever Sam started this thing a little while ago. Mm-hmm. So, Sam, you lead off. All right. So let's do. I've got two here. Um, and the, the first one um, is a f- true five word review. It still fits like a glove. Right. It yeah. still fits like a glove. My second one is a two word review. I think this is a record. Wow. Two words. So uh, I'll, you can have three more of somebody. Andrew. Incon- <laughs> inconceivably good. Nice. Inconceivably good. This, I don't know why this movie works as well as it does. I love this movie. This is a breath of fresh air. This is a warm blanket on a cold day. This is, um, you know, sitting in the sunshine after the winter is over. I mean, this, this movie is so flipping, I don't want to say nostalgic, but it's just, it brings me back to my childhood, brings me back to, to when I was, uh, younger and, and we would watch this thing over and over and over again. And I remember being young enough to be legitimately scared of, uh, the rodents of unusual size and not think about how creepy they look or how weird they look, um, you know, in real life or, you know, that they're probably little people in, in costumes. And, you know, I, I still just, the, the timing of this movie, the, the, the pace, the scenes, the action scenes, uh, the quotes, uh, everything about this is, is a perfect movie, uh, from my childhood and it still holds up in my eyes. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. And, and plus, I can't heap enough praise on this thing for me. And, and plus it comes a week after we did the net. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, think, like there's, I think that does, yeah, that I think does that help does that. help a little bit because, you know, it was the net. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Jesse. Okay. So I also have two, uh, both of mine are five words. I was pretty proud of that. Um, the first one is arguably the best adaptation ever because, this movie, I mean, it, it takes a book, right, and it turns it into a movie, but it's actually got the book in the movie, so it's got this cool meta self-referential thing going on. This, I think, was probably the second time I had ever seen that in a movie. When I first saw this, I had seen Ferris Bueller, and he sort of talks to, like, Ferris Bueller knows he's, knows he's in a movie, right? He's talking to the camera, and yeah, there's fourth, all this fourth, fourth wall, wall breaking, breaking stuff yeah. going on. So... For this movie, I experienced it like the kid in the bed, right? I wasn't sick. I wasn't <laughs> home. But my dad went, oh, has he seen The Princess Bride? And my mom went, I don't think so. And my dad went, oh, you have to watch The Princess Bride. And I was probably 12 or 13 at the time and went, are you kidding me? Like, a movie called The Princess Bride is a movie that you think I should watch with <laughs> you? Like, what? how could this possibly be a good idea? Like... And, you know, then, of course, the movie starts and I'm like, oh, OK, I get what you're doing. I see what's going on. And despite all that, you know, 20 minutes in, I'm like, I love this movie. I got to know what happens <laughs> next. This is so compelling. <laughs> I need to know the story. Like <clears throat> mm-hmm. the movie acknowledges at the beginning, like, yes, this is a very basic, straightforward story. The answer to all your questions can be answered in like two word sentences. Like, well, why did this happen? Oh, because true love. Oh, okay. Well, well, why did this happen? Because uh, they're the good guys. 
oh okay well well you know why this well because true love so it's like there's not <laughs> there's not a ton of depth in this movie right but there is so much joy and just golden fun like mm-hmm. it, it really is fun right this is a movie that you have fun watching like we have all seen it a hundred times we could probably quote the movie from beginning to end i still laughed out loud over the course of watching this movie you guys i was like ah these moments still make me physically laugh and actually as i get older the movie means more to me because it's like oh, okay here's a guy sharing it with his grandkid right and I remember being that age and now I'm closer to the mom's age and you know, I now I have a wife, so I know what it's like to be in love and different parts of the movie hit me differently. Right. And <laughs> I've seen Mandy Patankin chase criminals as a grizzled FBI agent for like <laughs> years on end now. So watching him be skinny and lithe and flitting around with a sword is like, it's new again. It's fresh again. And I just, yeah, I arguably, the best adaptation ever is my first five word. And my second is mostly dead is slightly alive. And (laughs) I think that this is actually slightly deeper than I meant to be with this, but this movie, even in its down moments where it's quote, mostly dead is so much better than so many movies that come out now. (laughs) Like this movie is somehow ultra basic, but just, filled to the brim with heart. There's nothing about it that feels cynical or cash grabby or like, you know, we made this because everybody was itching for the adaptation of the princess bride. And we knew we would make millions of dollars. Right. It was just like, this is the perfect story and it should be shared with as many people as possible. So let's put it on a screen. And they sort of admit that the book itself is perfect by just having the guy read the book to his grandson. (laughs) You guys, you're right. What else could we say about this movie? I mean, let's keep talking about it, but wow. Okay, great. I agree. Yeah, that's great. I, I will say I, a few weeks ago, watched this with my girls nice. and mm-hmm. who are, who are 11 and eight. And I am very happy to tell you that they loved it and Good. completely stayed off all of their electronic devices to watch this movie. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and enjoy it with me. So it was it was a good experience uh, in the house. Nice. Yeah, we we yeah. actually watched it with our kids about five weeks ago. Yeah, and they had a they had a good time with it too. They they was yeah. and once it was on Disney Plus. I was like, hey, let's check this thing out. And the kids were like, okay. Yeah. And every time Andre the Giant came on screen, Lucy was giggling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she just she just giggled every time he was on screen. She, I don't know if she just couldn't take it that he just so gigantic, right? That he was a real person, but uh, she giggled at Andre a lot. Oh yeah, that's funny. Um, that happens when I enter most rooms. Yeah, the girls start giggling. Yeah, only not because they're not, they ask the opposite question: Why is he so small? Oh, oh. why is he so short? Yeah. <laughs> Chubby. <laughs> What a what a puny little man. Anyway. Yeah. All right, Andrew, what's your five word <laughs> review? Well, I have a couple. As you do. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh don't hate me for what's <laughs> about to come out of my mouth. <laughs> First of all, let me let me preface this by saying uh I saw this movie for the first time about three years ago. Had never seen it until I was 
in my mid-30s. Okay. I'd always heard people quote things from the movie, didn't know what they were talking about. So one day I saw it streaming somewhere, and I said, I'm going to watch this. Yeah. And then you said we're going to watch it for the show, and I had kind of forgotten everything about the movie. So I watched it, uh, I guess, Sunday, and my memory was was refreshed. And here's what I got from that. Fun story. But not great. Okay. <laughs> That's all right. Okay. And my other one is, I'm supposed to like it. <laughs> <laughs> you are supposed to like it. Yeah. And it's not It's not a great story. I never said it was a great story. But yeah, you did fun. concede that it was fun. It is fun. Yeah. So I had I did have a lot of fun with the movie. But I did also see a lot of things that I was questioning you know a lot of uh things that didn't make a whole lot of sense uh, you know i think for for a comedy it it's kind of reserved for what we're used to now and so maybe that's why i you know i grew up with adam sandler and will ferrell comedies and so going going back and seeing something like this uh, it's a little more tame which i'm fine with uh, and honestly, I didn't watch this with, with my kids because I didn't remember if it was appropriate or not because it was, you know, like I said, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they would enjoy it, and I think I would enjoy it more watching it with them, if that makes sense. Um, but I think possibly because I saw it for the first time as an adult, maybe I feel a little differently than other people do, hmm. if that makes sense. So what you're saying is your heart had already been deadened beyond the capacity yes. for joy the first time you <laughs> saw this movie. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean that I'll accept. There, there's just a few things like you know the so Buttercup at the beginning. First of all, this love happens way too quickly for anybody's comfort, <laughs> uh, and then Buttercup's treating him terribly at the beginning. Stable boy, it's like watching The Devil Wears Prada. But, right? but I just feel but like didn't, he, she's didn't just everybody yelling else's, at this poor kid. Didn't everybody else's wife treat him horribly at the beginning? I mean, that's that's how our relationship started. <laughs> I don't think that's right, Sam. Oh no! It. I mean, it does kind of remind you of like high school, you know, flirting. When like, if you want to flirt with the girl, you you know, what's the word? Like when you when you want to pay them a compliment, but you do it like mean or it's something like backhanded compliment. Yeah. Only in this case, or she's just underhanded compliment. She's just literally backhanding him. Yeah. No. yeah. And and maybe you guys can help me like this a little better, but when he comes back, right? When when uh oh was it Wesley comes back and it's five years later and this is the person you've been thinking about for five years. This is the person you've lost and you loved unconditionally. But only half of their face is covered and you hear their voice and you don't have any idea who that is. I have a problem with it. And his eyes are visible. And she says the one thing that she misses the most is his his eyes that are like something. I forget what she says it was. Like, you know, something in the deep sea or something. I don't know. So so I'm confused. It's okay for, for Superman to take off his glasses or to wear them and Lois never know him? Or would no, Batman? I think no. that's dumb too. Yeah, that's never acceptable. <laughs> no one's ever it's, thought that was a good idea. No, that is a commentary on how humans see the world. And also, 
it is it's been five years she was told that he was dead Dead. so she mourned him and went through the process of getting over him and i i would imagine she was like i mean she was emotionally dead right so i would imagine she was just kind of listless and (laughs) going through life kind of not paying attention but i i don't know man it just it kind of blows me away that you don't that you actively are trying to be mean to this movie this movie loves you (laughs) Well, this I'm movie not wants to hug you and, and not, give I'm you a done. gift. All right, go ahead. I'm still I'm still being mean. Uh, See, go ahead. Not, not one, but two people tumble down this huge hill <laughs> and come away unscathed. Like, mm. any normal person would have broken at least three bones as they're tumbling down this hill. You know? Have that, you never tumbled I, down a hill? Uh, yes. How many bones <laughs> Not one that break? large. But uh, he was also probably a lot younger and more bendy. True. Yeah, a little more agile. Uh, Carrie Elwes uh, is in killer shape. I think we can all agree on that in this true, movie. I don't true. know what he looks like. I now. couldn't. I looked it up because I was so curious. I couldn't believe that he. Now. Yeah, I couldn't believe that he was only twenty-five when he did this movie, and Robin Wright was twenty-one. Because uh, I was just curious as to how old they were when they when they did this. Uh, they were just babies at that time. Just a baby. It's nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. This movie came out before I was born, so I was I, only three. But I have to ask you this, Andrew. I have to I, just so that I have like a barometer, right? Okay. Yeah. How do you feel about the Highlander? Is that an <laughs> is that a is that a is that an above five out of ten movie for you? No. Okay, then I'm just gonna disregard your opinion, but. <laughs> It doesn't make your opinion invalid. Uh, Andrew, I I think one of the reasons why he's asking, maybe not, but I was on his episode for the Highlander, and um, I didn't spend the entire episode uh, ripping it apart, um, though it was, I kind of wanted to, uh, but because it is a bad movie. But it's Spaniard playing an Irishman. Honestly, I didn't care about that. There's just a lot of. An Irish playing a Spaniard, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. I didn't care about that, honestly. Wait, I didn't care. I he was Scottish. Or Scottish. I'm sorry, Scottish. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, Sean Connery is Scottish. Yeah, sorry. We don't. We don't want to get. But listen, angry we tweets, have but... to get the places our people are born right on we this show. We have to get that right on this show, right, Sam? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's a deep sure cut that... for anyone that started listening in the last three or four months. Uh, go back and listen to our Zorro episode and listen yeah. to that fun argument between me and Sam because, good lord. Sam is the wrongest person in the world. Um, <laughs> no, Andrew is the wrongest person in the world. But let me <laughs> explain why before it sounds like I'm just saying that for no reason. Okay. So the point is, Sean, yes, Sean was on the, the Highlander episode. And my my co-host, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D, had like a, a rotten tooth that was like a day from being yanked or something. Like he was in physical pain the whole time. And he's like, this movie sucks. There's the visuals are garbage. Like the sets are bad. The lighting is bad. The editing is bad. And it's like, okay, half of what you've just said is not true. You're clearly just upset, right? Like you're having a bad day. You didn't watch the movie in the right frame of mind. That's fine. But I'm not here to say there's a right way to watch a movie, right? But I will say, I think every movie deserves to be watched with an open heart. And I think if you can't find something to enjoy in the princess bride or the Highlander, then you didn't watch the movie with an open heart. That's all well, I'm going to say. I didn't say, say I didn't enjoy some. I, I did enjoy some aspects of the film. That's just good. Not the entire film itself. Not the entire film. 
Yeah. I wonder, Andrew, because I had a similar experience with American Pie. So, like, I was told, I know, stop making faces, Jesse. That's not comparable to either of the movies I mentioned. Well, no, because American Pie is actually a pretty well-made film, unlike The Highlander, which is a a hard, you know, it's just garbage. Okay. (laughs) Are you talking about the comedy American Pie? Yeah. For whatever reason, like, I I do not like that. I don't like it. I don't like it either, but I was told by everyone in high school that it was like the greatest film. It was the movie that defined our generation, and you have to watch it, and it's the best thing ever. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen since whatever. It's our generation's breakfast club. Like, that's what I was told, right? God, it was horrible. It's not a good movie. It's not. It has some funny moments, but I also don't really like movies when everything is about shitting on the main character, which is kind of why I don't... Yeah, that's right. You hate Charlie... Uh, I don't like Brown. Charlie Brown movies, and I don't like Ben Stiller <laughs> movies because that's all they are—is just shitting on the main yeah. character. So, I—I I just I'm not a fan of that. Of that, and I know people like that, and that's fine. But, uh, but I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that was kind of my experience, and maybe Andrew is kind of having a similar thing. Whereas, like, if Andrew had watched this in his high school or middle school age, he probably would have more of a fondness than hearing about it for 20 years, saying that it was the greatest thing since sliced bread, yeah. and then watching yeah. it. It's, it I is mean, all about expectations. Yeah. That's a long stretch right? to get there. I get where you're coming from, but I would say I would also trust somebody who watches as many movies as the three of you gentlemen watch to be able to look at a movie like this from 1987 and go, oh, this is pretty clearly a formative film. Like, this is... It's easy to see why people consider this a classic. Like, you can see where countless other movies attempted to ape one percent the heart that this movie has right like and i'm not saying and andrew i promise i'm not sitting here saying like you're the worst person ever how do you not like this i'm just trying to i'm pointing out that this is why i use this movie as a barometer right like there's so there are so many points at which you could be resistant to this movie and the movie addresses those i feel within itself um that it sort of becomes this like it's it's just like can you have fun with a movie that's put in front of you? Like, can Fred Savage have fun with a story that his grandpa is telling him, even if the it starts a way that he doesn't want it to start, right? Like, to me, the experience of watching the movie is what this movie is about. And yeah. that's why I, I think that's why I still love it, because I'm not, it's not a movie I watch every year, but it is a movie I watch every couple of years, and every time I'm just like, oh, man, I remember why i love this so much and it's making me laugh again and i i I don't again i don't mean to sound like i'm attacking you i just feel like this movie has so much heart and love in it and and i think that's apparent you know i mean i I agree it does you know what movie i think really almost touches the 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 aspect that the reason why we all we mostly most of us love princess bride and sean you'll have to this is this is kind of asking you as well what about stardust okay stardust touch a little bit of this humorous fantasy tale type of thing uh yeah i I would say so i mean i can see why i know neil gaiman probably borrowed some elements from from this and some other things i mean you know there's only like seven original stories anymore it's just how you tell them but yeah Mm -hmm. i can kind of see that this does kind of have a stardust kind of kind of vibe i mean heck there's pirates and you know right? and you know there's a guy who has to win the he doesn't have to win her over but he 
you know, there's st- it's still kind of a road trip movie where they have to go on an adventure and whatever. I mean, hey, I'm excited you p- you brought up Stardust in a positive thing. You know, so <laughs> what? Who doesn't like Stardust? Well, you like Stardust. You just like to make fun of Claire Danes. Who well, she has no eyebrows. That's yeah. I don't know. No, that's she the, doesn't. That's the joke. But like, wasn't there someone on our show that didn't like Stardust? Was that Chad? Maybe. Might have been. Chad. I don't know. Well, he's ornery to begin with, but because Andrew, you like <laughs> somebody that. did, right? I think I can't remember. Now, I will, Jesse, I have to come back with this. Uh, Oh. (laughs) I do find one aspect of this movie very appealing, and that is Robin Wright. So my five review, I only did one uh, because, well, I usually only do one, and I don't have time for such uh, extracurricular, extracurricular is not a word, extracurricular activities as a second That's what doctor said. I had an extracurricular. <laughs> yeah, is that, is that what, uh, get that get that excised. Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. you're getting out there, Sam. Um, perfect humorous love slash slash is not a word. I'm it's the it's the thing. Perfect humorous love slash revenge story. Thank you. Yep. yep. Okay. It's um I, I it's love this so movie. Simple but perfect. It yeah. is. Yes. And here's the funny thing. Now. I honestly, until about, uh, how long have we been recording? 40 minutes ago. I didn't know this movie was based on a book. I didn't know that. Um, mm-hmm. I've done very, no, I've, since we've changed formats and I no longer do research on the movie that we're going to watch <laughs> in the trivia, <laughs> I don't the do that now. The book is in the movie, Sean. I've seen the movie, but I thought that the movie was just... The book is in the movie. <laughs> right, but I thought that was that was part of the movie. I didn't know that, 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 that the actual book he's reading is the thing. I just didn't know. So Jesse is losing his shit right now. And even anyone out there listening is like, how in the world did you not know this? There's a lot of things I don't know until you know them. So it's just the way it is. <laughs> you can make fun of me or whatever. <laughs> Sam Sam got to experience on our road trip this weekend how bad I am at understanding lyrics. That was fun. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I Apparently Adele actually sings words in her songs. I didn't. I can't ever understand what she says. So that was fun. Um, anyway, not the point. The point is, is I didn't know that. No, 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 no. Sean, in the in the the song, <laughs> the song that is named "Send My Love to Your New Lover." It's just called "Send My, send love, my love. love." That's all it's called. It's just "Send My Love." But I didn't know that. But either. in parentheses, it says "To My New Love." I to your new but lover. I, I don't own the discs. So there's no reason why I would know that. He thought she was singing nonsense words. <laughs> Sounds in, like nonsense. Send, send my love. La 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 la. Yeah. That's exactly what it sounds like. I yeah, am that the... sounds like something Adele would put on her record. La <laughs> la 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 la. I'm yeah. like the Joey Tribbiani of of music <laughs> lyrics. You know, when when she's... did this become the most chauvinist podcast I know, Sean? This was not like this the last time I was. <laughs> no, no, it has I nothing swear. to do with her being a woman. It has everything to do with the fact that I can't understand lyrics. It's not the fact that it's a woman. It's that there's a lot of songs I don't know the lyrics to. I mean, just he has he has problems with people speaking proper English. That's well, I mean, that that could be it. I mean, like one of yeah. my favorite moments was when we did The Exorcist, and the the director that's in the movie uses the F word. I couldn't understand what he said, so I didn't bleep it out. And I'm yeah, like, what yeah. is that one? Slip. What did he yep. say? And the guy's like, he just dropped the F bomb. Are you gonna go <laughs> back and bleep that? I'm like, wait, that's the F. Like, I couldn't understand what he said. So. I know it's kind of. I know people are thinking. Wait a minute, Sean, aren't you a sound guy? Yes, I am, and I was a boom operator on TV shows. But it wasn't important for me to understand what they said. 
Actually, that's not true. Just as long as it was clear. That's actually that's you. not true. It's actually very important for me to know what yeah. they're saying. Anyway, it was a fun it was a fun trip with Sam, and he, I I did I never knew that was the name of the the thing. Again, I don't own the CD, I don't own the disc, so there's no way I would have known that that's what it was subtitled. Um, yeah. Because my because on my radio it doesn't one I don't listen to radio stations that have that music, and two my radio isn't cool enough like yours to have that that information. Um, yeah. Good Lord, where was I going with this? <laughs> uh, At this you point, understand who knows? Something yeah. I don't know. I don't um, either. Oh, the book—the yeah. whole thing about the book and the stuff, book. right? Oh yeah, yeah. So as I'm Being watching able to it, read. Yeah. So when I watched it the first time, yeah, reading is tough. When I watched it the first time, I will admit I was kind of um, thrown at the. There's no way to say this. The movie looks cheap. Yeah. Now, it, it does was, not look good. It was And made... I will mention when I was doing the artwork for this week, it was hard for me to find scenes that I would normally find to be able to put into the artwork and make it look decent. It really well, was. This is 1987. It's not a huge budget film. 16 million. Uh uh and and uh, I would I would venture to say that a lot of that was spent on cast. Sure. Um, yeah, because a lot of the and, location and filming locations, Andre the giant, <laughs> yeah, his his, uh, his beer uh, allotment, yeah, yeah. A lot of the teaching locations were outdoors, yeah, teaching them English. The, they were a lot of, out, you know, outside for most of the movie. Uh, there were a few sets, but they again, even the sets themselves look a little styrofoamy. They look like 1966 Star Trek sets. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, they, yeah, they do. you're right. They, Yes, they, they do, Jesse. They the, look the like fight. a nineteen eighty. Dude, I have I'm, Highlander came out in nineteen eighty six. They look comparable to the castles in Highlander. No, that's like, true. That is true. You're right. I mean, like the fight scene um, between um, Inigo and uh, oh. the Dread Pirate. Like that fight scene. That sword. This the fight scene itself. I have to give this movie a lot of praise. Seriously, fight, like fight scenes back in the in the eighties were all kind of terrible. That was one of the things yes. that I did give the Highlanders some grief for because the fights are kind of terrible because these swords are these huge, heavy, <laughs> unwieldy things, and it's like two men swinging baseball bats at each other. So they 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 try to shoot it so that it looked cool, but it's it's kind of awkward. Whereas these are elegant and quick and fast. It reminded me of the 96 Zorro movie where it's a lot of fast, a lot of quick. And I really, really appreciated that. And I thought this movie didn't have to give me a fun, elegant, actual good fight. It could have been silly and there was still some silly in it, but it was really, really good. But yes, of course, when he does the, the trapeze work and he lands, you can see the pad that he lands on it. It kicks up some dust, but I don't care. Right, like like the first time I saw it, I thought, hmm, that's kind of whatever. But then when I realized that the story is being told in the context of a story being told to a kid, that maybe that's how the kid would perceive it, that these ships are yes. kind of small and that... I never thought of it that way. Everything yeah. in the movie is is can be in, explained that way. Yeah. Like, in his imagination. Yeah, yeah right. that's, that's fantastic. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, and so... So like watching huh. it the last time, keeping that part in mind, I was like, okay, now this all totally works this time. So when I watched it like this time, I didn't even care like at all. I was like, this is just like, this is the, you know what I'm saying? Like 
if they would have yeah. had um, sixty million dollars and made the pirate ships look like Pirates of the Caribbean and like, you know, like all of those details that don't ultimately mm-hmm. matter. Like maybe the right. movie would have looked cooler, but it wouldn't have told a better story. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Now the story, the story's fine, but yeah, you're right with the with the locations and the the set. But that's what I think I mean when I say watching a movie with an open heart. Like, to look at it and go, oh, this is a budget issue, right, is watching a movie for the sake of analyzing it. Watching a movie and going, oh, it's kind of cheesy. I'm okay with that. What's the story? Is the story good? Okay. Is there heart here? Yes. Did they make an effort? Yes. Like, is there a reason for these things? Yes. I feel like that's watching it with an open heart. But again... If you don't want to be happy, that's okay. You don't have to like this. <laughs> Happiness well, isn't for He's a state employee. Do he doesn't to want to be happy. With, with you on that one, <laughs> where uh, I, I believe a movie, if it ta- if you're taken out of the movie because of sloppy sets or cheap filmmaking, I don't think that's that's a service to uh, uh, to being so, a good movie. So then, at what point do you stop watching movies that were made before movies that look modern? Well, there's a lot of movies that were, I mean, look at Ghostbusters for goodness sake, right? There are still for the 1980 something time, it's done very, very well. I would say for 1987, this movie has done pretty well. There's nothing in this that approaches the like literal hand-drawn lightning of Highlander, for example. And I love Highlander. <laughs> I'm not actually seeing strings holding people up of, mm-hmm. over the floor. Like I was in Highlander. I'm, well, I, again, I just I, I'm blown away that not everybody in the world loves this movie. I hope I'm not the only person. I hope somebody out there listening is like, "How do they not love this?" I, I just have to throw that out there. I'm sorry. Well, it's not they. It's, it's just Andrew, Sean, and Sam are okay with it. Just, just uh, throwing it out there. So one scene in particular that really bothered me was the scene where uh, Andre the Giant is dressed up as the Dread Pirate, and there he's <laughs> on the wheelbarrow, and they're pushing him, and it's not him. It's like a they're gonna, mannequin? It's, like, it's like a mannequin or something. They're going to light it on fire, and that's why they did that. But it was the least realistic thing in the film. <laughs> like It took me out of the film. And I think that that would have been something that would have been easily... You know, you could show Andre the Giant in this cloak, pushing him on a wheelbarrow. You could do that, and then for the last minute... Or the last second, you know, switch over to the dummy and light it on fire. I honestly think, to be, I mean, to be real honest with you, I think the reason why they couldn't do that is because they couldn't do it. I don't think those two well, maybe men that's true. could have pushed that man <laughs> in a wheelbarrow built of yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I don't we think... didn't even see that part of it. I mean, that was probably not even on a on the wheelbarrow. It was probably on like a track. And well, yeah, the shots we see. Forward. Yeah, the shot we see him. He's just kind of standing there and the. He's being he's on some kind of track, whatever, and so that you get movement behind him when he's delivering his lines where you see his face. But yeah, when the shot's far enough away, obviously the dummy that they made is not even close to the dimensions of that man. No. Like no. like he's skinny. I mean he's like seven feet tall, but he's as skinny. Like skinny as Jesse. So yeah. And and You're the melon skinny on dude. that guy is 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 huge. Yeah. It's gigantic. Yeah. And, but, and the one that was on that dummy was like it looked like a shoebox. <laughs> well it was like a black it was like a black covered hood like they didn't even put yeah. a fake face in there or something like that um 
But yeah, I don't know. There's there is some aspect of there's always been some aspect of like uh, people in the Renaissance times were easily gullible, right? Like that seems to be a, a trope that happens sure. in a lot of movies that take place back in the day. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that looked super realistic, but I, again, limited options. <laughs> it's 1987. Andre the Giant is like 400 freaking pounds. Like, how are you going <laughs> to? Well, and if I'm not mistaken, it was like, behind the scenes i think it was difficult to even get him to be able like to be able to be in the movie not the the smallest reason being he didn't speak english but i think there were a lot of uh secondary and like insurance reasons because he was pretty i mean he was hugely famous at the time right so it was like this guy you you do if you hurt this guy that's bad like there's there's definitely some guidelines which i guess in 1987 you got to be thankful there were any guidelines at all (laughs) Um, but I think I figured out, I think I figured out, Andrew, how to make this all make sense in my head. So I have to know your favorite movie of all time. Oh, oh God. Here we go. (laughs) Uh Oh, you can have till the end of the show. I just have to know what the, what the answer is so that I can figure out how to set my barometer for you, but you can have till the end of the show. Okay. I mean, I can answer now, but, oh, okay. Go ahead. It's Back to the Future. Okay. Back yeah. to the Future is your favorite movie of all time, but you're giving yeah. this movie a hard time for its visuals. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Somebody else go next. <laughs> I'm, uh, my, my reaction was genuinely because um, if you listened to my appearance on, on Jesse's show, I made reference to Back to the Future 3, and Jesse just poo-pooed it out of hand for whatever reason. Sean yes. said, go watch Back to the Future 3. And I said, nah. And yeah. then he went, what? You don't like that movie? And I said, of the three, it's the worst, which I think is true. I don't think that's a hot take. It's Well, yeah, it, it is I a hot the take. Two, the yeah. second the one. Second is, one's is the second one's the weakest. Yeah. It's but not it was the first just movie funny. It's, it's not like I actually right? said, Jesse, you should go watch it. I was just saying, when you watch the movie, I was making I a reference to the moment, and you just said no. Like You cut me off and said no. Like, oh. oh, yes. I did do that. <laughs> Uh, anyway yeah yeah back to the future that's why we all have little um little deloreans on our on our desks for recording because i have my Mm -hmm. little uh my little delorean right here and andrew finally got his uh that i mailed him at christmas he got his this weekend it's true deloreans three that's right yep uh okay so i don't have a lot of notes for this movie to even go over because this is the kind of movie i don't take a lot of notes on there's just not why not sean because I like the movie. It's my mm. it's kind of my rule that if I don't if I like it I typically don't watch take a lot of notes because there's not a lot for me to really talk nitpick. about. Yeah, nitpick, exactly. Because this just doesn't feel like a movie though we've spent about 45 minutes kind of nitpicking some stuff on it. Um and frankly I think this has made the conversation more fun because if Andrew would just come on and said, "Yeah, I love this movie," we would probably be already playing clips at this point. So well, yeah. that's why I asked, because I had a feeling that maybe Andrew was like trying to artificially extend the length of the conversation, and I was like, oh no, he actually <laughs> feels this way. That's too bad. Yeah, no, I I don't prepare that well in advance to do something like that. Um, <laughs> another issue here. I'm just going to bring this up. It's a small thing, but it bothered me. All right, so Wesley Poison's uh, T-Rex. What's his name? Viz- Viz- uh, Zini. Zini, yeah. Poisons him, right? He says the poison is odorless. 
tasteless, right? In the next scene, the prince comes up, he smells the tube and goes, <laughs> oh, it's this. I would put money on it. Two questions. He knows, he knows what this is by the smell of something that has no smell. But that could be what it is. He's, he sees this little file with an unplugged top, and he sees a little residue of powder, and he goes, oh, no smell? I bet you anything this is Iocane. I think that works, or... Maybe, yeah. Or it's meant to imply that he actually is as good of a tracker as we have been told by Buttercup up to this point. She said he could track a falcon on a cloudy day. So maybe he can smell the odorless Iocane powder. But it's ambiguous. We don't know which one of those things is the thing. But I feel like by process of elimination, right? He's like, okay, there's a dead guy here. Here's a container with some powder on the end of it. I don't smell anything. I bet it's that famously odorless poison next to the dead guy. Just a thought. Possibly, yeah. Possibly. It would have been a funny little bit, though, had Carrie Elwes then just a second later, like, barfed. Just like, um, what's his name did? <laughs> oh, the King's Man. Oh, the King's Man. Yeah. yeah. Rasputin. Yeah, it's Rasputin. He just barfs it up. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Apparently that didn't agree with me. I also thought it would be funny if Humperdinck said, here, one of you smell this, and then they, like, inhaled really sharply and then just died. Yeah. And then he went, oh, it's Iocane. Like, I think that, that would have made more sense to me. That would have been, been funny, too. It would have been equally yeah. funny. You're not wrong about his tracking skills. I mean, like, he's like Aragorn level tracking. It's pretty, mm -hmm. it's pretty great. Um, which is interesting because, like, he has this great skill set, but for some reason, it, like, we don't get, I don't know, just like that skill set goes away. Like, it's like that's the only skill set he has is to being now, prince. But, but here's the other thing, Sean. He hired these kidnappers right so is it possible that he said here's the path he'll take i will follow you to this point and then you know we'll find the princess dead because he's the one that hired those three to kidnap the princess so maybe he wasn't tracking maybe he was just yeah, following that's true that's... <laughs> okay i completely missed that whole plot point, i i way. have two i'm are you serious is that real what? are you kidding he, me he goes he hired them he hired them? yeah I watched what the movie twice. Did you guys twice. No, you guys no. didn't. You did not watch yeah. it. Did you watch it at work on a computer no, no, screen? I watched like it halfway out the side of your face? No, I watched no. it downstairs okay. with my wife. With my undivided Well, no, I, th I, I only asked because I've seen he, Sean do that. He hired the Sicilian, I've and never the Sicilian that. had the two guys with him. Otherwise, Criminal Minds guy would have known. Yeah, Humperdinck wanted to go to war with Gilder, but he had no reason to. Yep. So he goes, so why else would he pick a common woman as a bride, right? He scores him the points of telling the commoners, hey, I'm with you. Plus then when she dies, whatever, no big deal. He's planning to have her killed to start a war with Gilder, which he explains to the six-fingered man. And, and that makes total sense. But somewhere I missed it. I don't know how I did. Because I don't honestly, know how you didn't watching... like the movie if you didn't watch it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> during the scene where uh, where Vizzini is talking with the other two guys, I was sitting there thinking, why is he doing this? What is his ultimate goal? And now that makes a lot more sense. Okay. Well, he and to them, he just says, my goal is to start a war. And I hired right. you guys, you know, for that reason. Um, right. Uh, and I just, unemployed in Greenland? Like... <laughs> That sounds like so much better than what you were doing for the entirety of this movie, man. Maybe you I should agree. go back to being unemployed in Greenland. <laughs> like, 
screaming. Sean, are you googling the plot of the movie right yeah, now? I really am. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I've seen this movie. Listeners, like, I don't know what to do with this. You I, guys, I this is one of the best movies ever. You agree with me, right, Sam? <laughs> I agree. I still I love agree. this movie. This I don't disagree with it. In, in some of the top my, my rankings here. Thank I, you. I, I mean, love this just, movie. This I think is... it's great. I just don't understand how I've seen this movie as many times as I have that I somehow missed Gosh. that. Like, does me neither. This like is like every time like is there a director's cut that you guys get to watch and the version that I have doesn't because I mean like like seriously Jesse when I watched Ghostbusters for this podcast what three years ago guys that was the first yeah. time I had ever seen the theatrical cut I had seen Ghostbusters twenty five mm-hmm. times but it was mm-hmm. always the VHS that I had of the TBS version so I never saw the ghost <laughs> blowjob scene I never I didn't know that was a thing. There's a couple other moments that they cut out on the on the the TV version. So like I'm sitting here racking my brain because most of the times, like I said, I've seen this at least four times. The other the other two were on TV. I'm I'm wondering literally if there's things cut, but the last two were on Disney Plus. So I'm I so... believe this takes place in the forest outside the secret door to the pit of despair when Humperdinck and the Six Fingered Man are both there, and he's like. Hey, do you want to go to the pit of despair with me? And he's like, "Well, I have a war to start. I hired those guys to kidnap my wife, that's and it. I have to yep. do this other oh thing." My so yep. see, that's I'm the thing. totally full up. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. I, no, I think you're it's right. just it's said in such like a it's a such passing a, manner. Yeah, like, real. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. one of those where you have to watch this thing for a thousand times. To yeah. Maybe no, even you don't. You have to watch it intently one time with the intent of understanding <laughs> the movie that is in front of you, I think. Well, okay, Jesse, you're, you're kind of coming across as a little tacky right now because we do watch our <laughs> movies with the intent of understanding the movie. That is our job as podcasters who review That's what movies. I'm but we do that. And it's not the biggest thing in the world that two of us missed a line. No, no, that no, no, is... no. It is not the biggest thing in the world. I'm saying it is a major plot point to have missed if you specifically were watching for the plot. That's all I'm saying. I'm not mad at you. And again, as I said, I love Sean and Sam because you guys totally know where this movie is at. You guys, <laughs> we're totally good here. Andrew, I don't hate you. It's just that you and I are just too different. We're too different. Just, like an Adele song. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I wouldn't John, understand I the I words. I don't want you to think I'm attacking you. I, I, I was genuinely surprised that you did not know that Humperdinck was the main bad guy. Yeah, I, well, I knew he was the main bad guy. I just, for some reason, it. I just, again, every time I watched it, it just occur, occurred to me, like, why, these guys are also trying to do the same thing Humperdinck is doing because they want to start a war. I get that. Like, I get the whole the reason for it. Like Andrew said, it's such a throwaway line. I'm probably ta- you know, taking a note writing a note of something, or I don't know. Um, well, and like you said, no need to take notes for this movie because there's nothing to improve upon. So I, I fully understand. I took one, two, three, four, five, six notes. That's all. That but, was... but knowing that, doesn't that make it better? It makes it a little deeper. Uh, sure. I mean, it makes more sense. I don't know about better or deeper. It just makes more sense, I guess. Maybe those things are the same thing. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I literally hate Humperdinck more. Ah, uh, he's always a douche. I didn't, you know. I, I, you, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I guess the only way you can hate him more yeah. is if he like punched a kid or a dog or something. You know, you don't know that he didn't do that. I mean, I'm sure he did, but they're not going to put it in this movie. <laughs> um, Question. Yeah. So, if you talk to your grandfather the way that uh, the oh. the grandson talked oh. to his grandfather, would oh. I would have gotten punched in the throat? I think. <laughs> yeah. 
I would have at least not been told the rest of that story in no. a wonderful, loving tone and tons of patience. I would have been like, oh, okay, then F you. No more story for you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, medicine would not have knocked me out. Uh, he would have. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I would have made it past that first. Jesus, Grandpa. I would have gotten <laughs> smacked across the face. But, yeah. I mean, it's possible... I, Come on, the energy that comes off the grandpa is that he's the kind of person that would have said that to his grandpa back in the day, right? <laughs> well, maybe so. Because the line I do have uh, is him literally just telling the kid to shut up. So I mean, that's that's yeah. It, it is. He, he gave him some sass back. Yeah, he gives it that's back true. with just as much, which is pretty great. <laughs> All right. Um, I I do. This is funny. I do have to read this. So here are my notes. Why do old people in movies pinch kids' cheeks? That was the, my first note. Because I've never seen that in real life. It's only in movies. But if you guys have, you know, grandparents that did I, that to you, I apologize. But I've I never can introduce seen it. you to my grandmother. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't, and then I wrote, "It's amazing that Andre and Wallace are the same species." <laughs> um, as sword fights go, this was a really good one with a lot of uh, with with lots of bad ones from the eighties. So I mean, again, already said that. Um, so the drink part reminds me of the Kingsman and the King's man and Sherlock episode one, where they Mm -hmm. have to do the, whose drink is it? And whatever they, they do that, that kind of poison the drink bit, uh, which is great. Uh, and then my last one was, holy shit. He raised his fist to her. Yeah. He faked like he was going to another thing. Like, like, okay, I'm sorry. Like if you've been gone for five years and you're you're seeing Since your your true love for the first time. I, would why would you play with her like that? Just tell her it's you. Take the mask off. Why would he you do that? He wasn't playing with her. He, no, was, he was trying totally to see if she still had a heart. Mind. Yeah, you know, she, he needed to know if she could still love him. Yeah. He didn't know where she was mentally. Man, he had to find out. He did. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that part does make sense because he needed to know. Because all he knows is that she's getting married to Hupperdink. So he needs to find out if that was coercion. Cor- What's the word? Coercion. Thank you. Gosh. Coercion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Sam, exactly what you said. Coercion or if it was because she wanted to. And so that's why he stayed in character. But he still freaking raised a, a, a fist to her. That, that didn't age well. No, it, it did not. not age well. Yeah. No. Um, that's, you know, that that's like, you know, oh, she's hysterical, just slap her. Like, that's that's not quite there, but we're pretty close to that. Okay. Come on, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Time for some clips. You guys ready for some clips? Good. Sure, yes. let's do it. You don't, you don't have a choice, because I'm going to play them. Okay. <laughs> Clip number one. I got a bunch of clips. By the way, I already know I'm going to take some grief for this. No, I did not capture the My Name is Inigo Montoya. I didn't capture it. Because we've all heard it a billion times. So my intention That's wasn't to, to capture the ones that we've all heard a okay, billion times. But if we're not going to play that one, then we have to talk about the scene where he repeatedly says it over and over as he gets stronger and stronger, remembering his fuel of vengeance. Yeah, like, it's his own Popeye. That mind. is one of the greatest scenes in cinematic yep. history. Uh, that's all there is to that, and yeah, I'll leave it there. Great. No, it was a he great does scene. start bleeding really, really fast. The <laughs> yeah. man took some blood thinners before this fight because <laughs> yeah. it was the eighties. Just yeah, yeah. They Everybody had... took some blood thinners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. All right, uh, uh, pirates. Buttercup got the news that Wesley was murdered. Murdered by pirates is good. 
There you go. That was pretty funny. That made me laugh. Um, this is 33 seconds of Wallace Shawn just being Wallace Shawn. You were not hired for your brains, you hippopotamic landmass. I agree with Fisick. Oh, the sot has spoken. What happens to her is not truly your concern. I will kill her. And remember this. Never forget this. When I found you, you were so slobbering drunk, you couldn't buy brandy. And you, friendless, brainless, helpless, hopeless. Do you want me to send you back to where you were? Unemployed in Greenland? <laughs> oh, Whoa. Wallace Shawn's great. And of course, he is our uh, Star Trek connection for this episode. Um, and he's great as the that. Um, this is one of those lines that my dad had on our computer. Uh, just the last part of this. But I, I have heard this line a thousand times. Enough of that. Fuzzy, are there rocks ahead? If they are, we all be dead. No more rhymes now, I mean it. Anybody want a peanut? (laughs) (laughs) One of the greatest lines in all of cinema. Yeah, anybody want a peanut. Anybody want a peanut. That's great. And he's not so much speaking English as he is like... bellowing vowel sounds yeah. right like it's so endearing like i love this man i miss him so bad all right mm-hmm. um i was you know i was gonna have to get at least one of these he didn't fall inconceivable you keep using the horn i don't think it means what you think it means i also like the the word word has an h in it now i love the way Hort? that he, the, he he adds an h to it listen he adds an h he didn't fall Inconceivable! You keep using the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. I mean, it's great. I love it. I mean, I, but I, as as he said that line, I think he does know what it means. I, I think that inconceivable works every time he says it. Like it mm-hmm. makes total sense. I, mm, I, he I think no, because he's like unwilling to believe a thing that is already been demonstrated as possible. Like <sighs> if. If this giant can climb the cliffs of insanity, then it's a possible thing to do. So that means it's no longer inconceivable, right? I think Tinkin's in the wrong on that one, but it's just... It's still a great line, and it made me laugh. Yeah, uh, this it is, is a good line, though. This is one of those uh, clips that my dad had. Uh, so, like, every time um, we would get, like, a, an instant message on AOL, I would get this alert. You ready, then? Whether I am or not, you've been more than fair. You seem a decent fellow. I hate to kill you. You seem a decent fellow. I hate to die. Yeah, every time. I mean, I, I'm I'm being transported back to being 13 years old at my house, listening. You know, my dad on the computer. It's very funny. That's a long message. It was. It was just the last part. It was just. Oh, the, okay. You seem a decent fellow. It probably I, took him at least eight hours to download that one. To... Well, mom picked up the receiver, <laughs> so it actually turned into like 10. It was kind yeah. of annoying. Um, this movie predicted the future, guys. We all know this because, well, it predicted the future accurately. Here you go. Why are you wearing a mask? Were you burned by acid or something like that? Oh no, it's just they're terribly comfortable. I think everyone will be wearing them in the future. Yeah. Unless, yeah. You're, unless you're in a red state. Okay, there you go. That's my commentary on that. <laughs> um, I just wanted to capture this just so that I can have this. Boo! Boo! There you go. That's it. Just got that. So, next time Sam says something I don't agree with, I'll just say... Boo! Boo! There we go. 
there's that. I will say the uh, that scene almost transports me to Monty Python and the Holy Grail. A little bit. A little, and, and, yeah. Right? Yeah. Then it, it, those two could be cut in amongst each other. Yeah, I, I will say that there are certain parts of this film that feel almost like Mel Brooks. There are some parts that feel almost like um, uh, Monty Python. I mean, there's... Maybe that's why I'm struggling with it a little. I don't... I don't... Well, okay. Sorry. The tone, I'm just... the tone of the movie is objectively perfect, and you hate joy. Go ahead, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, these are the things he said to me when I was on his uh, episode for, for Highlander. So, though I could admit, I'm not saying that you on Andrew. My point was that um, though I don't think uh, the Highlander is a great film, I had fun watching it, and I had more fun having a conversation about it. Um, so, and I think that's what ultimately matters. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, here we go. It was ten days till the wedding. The king still lived, but Buttercup's nightmares were growing steadily worse. See? Didn't I tell you she'd never marry that rotten humperdink? Yes, you're very smart. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So because of that, I now have this. Yes, you're very smart. Shut up. There you go. I now have that for forever. (laughs) Man, you got a lot of these for me this time. Oh, yeah. That one definitely was aimed for you, Sam. I'm just going to be honest with you. So when when you say something like um, Catherine Zeta-Jones is from Spain, I'll say, Yes, you're very smart. Shut up. Yeah. I believe I said she was from Mexico. You did say she's from Mexico, though the, her character in the movie is from Spain, though, she, and she's actually Welsh. But, you know, that's She fine. dips beneath the laser beams. Yes, she does do that. This scene was the one part, or this line was the part that made me laugh the loudest. I mean, belly laugh. I had to pause the movie. This was just, this. this is it for me. Give us the gay key. I have no gay key. That's it. Throw his arms off. Oh, you mean this gate key? <laughs> yeah. Now that one, that one did get me. That's the only time that I like laughed out loud in this movie, though. Oh. Boo! Boo! <laughs> oh my gosh! Boo. That scene gets me so hard. You know how badly I laughed? I laughed like this. <laughs> That's how much I laughed right there. Nice. Uh, I was messaging Lauren earlier. I had to. That was that was for her. Um. Okay, time for this. Hey, welcome to the last Comic Shop Podcast! A comic book podcast that actually talks about comics. Yep, each week we open the shop up and read and discuss a comic. Sometimes we pair that up with comic book movies or TV shows. Or not, lots of times it's just comic books and sound effects. Oh yes, definitely lots of sound effects. So tune in on all the major podcasting platforms to the Last Comic Shop Podcast, or check out our library of evergreen shows at www.lastcomicshoppodcast.com. And now for some more bad news. Ready? This is our new segment. This is our trivia game where we do uh, trivia about the movie. I'm g- we're going to pit pit Jesse against Sam. They have um, contestants that they are playing for on their behalf. The rules of the game are simple. Andrew has compiled five questions. Uh, Jesse will go first. If he gets the question right, he gets a point. Sam will then have the opportunity to steal the point if Jesse does not get it right. First person, uh, best out of five, wins. Um, I think those are the actual rules, and one of these days I will write them down. Uh, Jesse is playing for the Recasted Podcast, and Sam is playing for the I Hate Your Taste in Movies Podcast, which apparently... (laughs) Jesse does actually feel that way with Andrew. 
how very appropriate. That's true. Yeah. So um, I still don't have a ding for a correct answer, but that's fine. So Andrew, take it away. All right. Uh, so to start us off, we're going to have uh, Jesse is going to get the first question. Jesse, if you get the answer right, you get a point. If you don't, it goes to Sam, and he can steal your point there. All right, so here's your first question. What famous athlete is on the poster in the grandson's room above his bed? Walter Payton. <laughs> total guess. No. It could be Michael Jordan. It's it's a bunch of 90s actors. Or right, uh, athletes, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Sam. I, I would think possibly Joe Montana. Closer, but no. <clears throat> okay. William the Refrigerator Perry. Yeah, they're in Chicago. Okay, talk on it. From the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Question number two, Sam, this goes to you. Okay. When Wesley is on Fezzik's back, two letters can be seen scratched into a boulder where they are fighting. What are those letters? (laughs) F-U. I don't know. Actually, right? that's that's correct. I can't believe you got that. No. Um, you got I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, RR. It's also a guess. No, I, I don't know why they're there, but I noticed them as I was watching. If you watch that scene closely, you can see the letters E and A etched into one of the boulders. Really? Not sure why, but that it's there. E Matter of fact, it's it's etched in there twice. Once at the top of the rock and once at the bottom of the rock. All right, so no one has any points yet. Jesse, we go back to you. Um, what time of the year does this movie take place? Okay, do you mean the story with Wesley and Buttercup, or the no the the grandson and grandfather? It's I believe it's winter. I think it was snowing outside. Okay. I will accept that answer. Yes, All right. it, <laughs> oh. he does give him a Christmas gift, and there oh. are Santas on the wall, and outside the window it is snowing, and houses are decorated for Christmas. So, so, so for the international winter. listeners, that might not be a correct answer, but if you're listening in America, winter is go. where we have Christmas. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right, Sam, we go go to you. Um, what is Count Rugen's? first name it is mentioned Help. only once in the movie first name mm-hmm. um uh, uh stanley <laughs> i don't yeah. know i think Jesse. i was gonna i think i was gonna guess stanley too uh um, oh, wait wait yeah okay robert it. is it robert i don't know i don't know i don't actually know it is it tyrone it is Tyrone, yes. Yeah. He looked it up. So I looked it up. <laughs> yeah, I looked, it, looked up, it up, but. Oh. Yeah, All right. So I Jesse's just, in the lead right now with one point. Last okay. question. Here it comes. Jesse, no this goes to you. No one ever want to be on my team with these things. All right. Jesse, this goes to you. So in, uh, in the film, we, of course, have quotable lines. As you wish is said seven times, four times by Wesley, three times by the grandfather. Inconceivable is said five times. And the famous line, hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Is spoken how many times? You say five. That is incorrect. Ah. Mm. Sam. 
Uh, I'm going to say ten times. It is six. <laughs> it is six. You had a chance to tie there, so Jesse, oh, you no. you come six. away with the win. I didn't. Um, I didn't. I wasn't watching the screen. I don't remember any of these details, you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, we do. We did have uh, one time at the beginning where uh, where Inigo meets Wesley, and then five times as he is battling uh, Rugen. Those are the ones I was trying to count, and I couldn't remember yeah. because I know he says it once, and then he runs away. But I didn't know if when he actually kills him, if he said it three or four, I took a guess and went, maybe it's on the third one, but it must have been the fourth for that to be. Dang. But yeah, wow. I mean, one of the best Good scenes job, ever put to film. Yeah. I, thank you. I, those were killer questions, man. I will be honest. I've listened to all of you guys trivia segments because I'm a regular listener of Cheap Seat. And I have missed like ninety percent of your trivia yeah, questions. Everyone so has. good. Yeah, they're, they're they are incredible. they are very good, Andrew. Well, <laughs> I will say that this movie was very hard to write those questions. Uh, it was very difficult, and uh, there just wasn't a lot of detail, visual detail. That's why there was a lot of counting. Well, <laughs> I will <laughs> tell you, I noticed a a bowl of walnuts on the table when they were sword fighting. Um, at the very end. And I was like, ah, he's going to ask about it. That bowl of walnuts <laughs> on, on this trivia. And I was so ready you, to answer. You freeze framed and you're counting walnuts. Yeah. Right. That's great. It is funny because <laughs> I'm not participating in these, but it is funny to think like, as I'm watching going, well, I wonder if that's going to be a question. Oh, is that going to be, a, you know, like maybe that's what I was doing. Not, maybe I was counting now. Like, I know, right? I was like, okay, how many screaming eels see, are attacking here? Okay, I think there's three. I'm not 100% sure. See, Jesse, that's I what remembered. happened. I was counting how many knots there were on the tree instead of listening to the dialogue <laughs> about him hiring the, uh, yeah, the, the so assassin. Or the mine was he came, his father spent a full year working <laughs> on the sword. And then um, when the count came back, he only offered one tenth of the promised price. So I was like, okay, yeah, that's going to be it. Yeah. Like, that's totally going to be in there. <laughs> How many Dread, Pi Dread Pirate Roberts have there been up to this point? I was like, one, two, three, at least four. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, good, very, very good questions. Good, good job, Andrew, as always. Yeah. Excellent. This is becoming one of my favorite segments that we do. Time for another segment that we call... Excuse me while I whip this out. Top three quotable movies. This movie is very quotable, as we just spent many minutes talking about. So now we're going to pick some of our favorite movies that are very quotable that we like to quote. Um, we're also going to do things a little differently, and we're going to just say the quote that we like from the movie and see if we can guess the movie from it. So I didn't prepare for this because I think this was mentioned about 10 seconds before I hit record. Do we want to go round robin or just each individual? Oh, it's up to you. You're the host. Go for it. Okay. Then I will say, let's round robin this thing to make it just that much more fun. Jesse, you give us your number three, and then um, Andrew, then Sam, then I. We're going to go out of order, so Andrew, because it doesn't matter. Okay. All right. So my number three is Hello, Computer. <laughs> well, that one was for me, and that's uh, Star Trek Four, the one with the whales. Thank you. Yes. Yep. That is a great line. That you're you're very right. Well, of the Star Trek movies, that one is probably the most quotable. You know, I especially so. of Star Trek nerds, things like that. You know, tell mother, well, I, I am fine. The Wrath of Khan is hard to dethrone, but I would say it's it's mostly like three quotes from that movie that get used. But yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, even Sam knows just screaming con, right? But if I, oh, if, yeah. I if I were yeah. to say, can you tell me where the nuclear vessels are? Like Sam wouldn't get that reference. Double dumbass on you. Yeah, like, doctor gave me a pill and I grew a new kidney. Things like that. How do we know he didn't invent the thing? <laughs> Sorry, Andrew. Uh, Sam goes next. All right, you ready? Yeah. Um, I was uh, slightly out of the picture there because my Skype uh, crapped out on me, so I only got that last one. So I've, I forgive me if I'm repeating. You've, we've only done one. Th- we've only done one. Oh, we've only done one. Yeah. So just do one. Just do your number. I'll do one. Okay. Um, my number three that escalated quickly. Oh, that's said in uh, lots of movies. It, it's not Deadpool. It's uh, boy, that escalated quickly. Escalated quickly. Yeah, I can hear it in my head. I yeah, can, I know. I can oh Th- think of somebody sitting down drinking a, a scotch. Scotch, 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 scotch. Is that from Anchorman? Is that from Anchorman? Uh, Anchorman. Anchorman. Yeah. yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, the scotch, scotch, scotch part got me. Get me. Yeah. <laughs> Counting through my belly. Yeah. I mean, a whole wheel of cheese. I'm not even mad. Okay. The Andrew, milk was a bad choice. <laughs> I love that movie. That's another one I just love. So, there you go. All right, Andrew, what you got? I teabagged your drum set. Step Brothers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is on my 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 guilty list. All right, my oh, of shame. You I have haven't not seen, seen that. that one yet. Yeah, no. I've not oh, seen man. it either. And I and I love me some Will Ferrell and uh, that is a gem. It might be yeah. too late for you to watch that because it's been hyped so much at this point, Sam. That's Sorry. true too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Yep. You're right. All right. Number three for me is only the coolest pee their pants. Uh, Big that Daddy? is uh, Billy Madison. Billy Madison. There you, there you go. go. I knew it was an Adam Sandler thing. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was trying to give him the little bit of the voice to kind of give you a hint because it's kind of obscure from that movie. Jesse, number two. <laughs> oh my God, Karen! You can't just ask people why they're white. Uh, <laughs> mean Girls. That is Sir. from Mean Girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Mean Girls so much. I really. It's do. so good. She doesn't even go here. She doesn't even go. I just have so much love. <laughs> My, my favorite one is, I will keep you here past midnight. You can't keep him past five. I will keep you here until five. Or uh, I think I messed up the line, but you know what it is. Uh, Sam. Yeah. If someone asks if you're a god, you say yes. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Cool. Andrew? Roads. Where we're going, we don't need Roads. Jurassic Park. Yes. <laughs> wait, wait, Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World. Yeah, which is Sam's favorite movie. No. I know, I know, I'm joking. If we're going to go with the joke, we might as well go all in. Um, yeah, he likes the third one, obviously. Obviously. Uh-huh. He loves it when the dinosaurs talk to uh, each other, like with words. Oh, that was so dumb. Lilu Dallas Multipass. Fifth Element. There you go, Fifth Element. Yeah, that was on the TV. Where was that on the TV this weekend? Uh, I saw it somewhere. I don't know. Any don't channel? Know. Probably. Yeah, yeah sci-fi or something. <laughs> they have it a lot. All right. Yeah. Uh, back to Jesse for news number one. Well, ain't this place a geographical oddity? Two weeks from everywhere. <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> oh, brother, where art thou? Mm. We thought you was a toad. toad. <laughs> Do not seek, Do not seek the treasure. Yeah, that's great. I have we have a 
the three of us have a strange connection to that movie, a very strained, strained connection. And that's one of uh, my classmates who, um, who graduated a, a year or two before me in our music industry program was the music producer for the soundtrack for that movie. Wow. I know, again, super weird, like strained, you know, six degrees of separation of Kevin Bacon kind of stuff. Dude, yeah. talk about all time soundtracks. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, it was perfect. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh, that's, wow. that's so good stuff. We uh, heard that in an Irish pub this weekend. Yes, we did. We heard an Irish yep. cover of, of uh, Constant Sorrow. Constant Sorrow. Yeah. 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 Which the, uh, the O Death on that soundtrack is like, makes you think you might die when you listen <laughs> to it. I think I actually did. Um, Sam, right? Never All heard. right. Uh, Tis a flesh wound. Bonnie Python and the Holy Grail. Really? Absolutely. You didn't pick a Jurassic Park line? No, man. You got to pick. I mean, what what are they going to say? Hold on to your you butts. Know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, look at how the dinosaurs are going. Finds a way. <laughs> when, yeah, when but finds a way. there is so many more quotes. You're from right. Bonnie Python. You're right. You're absolutely right. I'm just right. surprised you didn't find a way to, to, to do it. But you're absolutely right. It is. That, that, that is one European. big pile of shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't have that one handy, but that, you're right. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, Andrew! I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? Meet the parents. <laughs> Meet the parents. <laughs> that line makes me laugh every time. I can't believe they got Robert De Niro to say and that. And it's De Niro, yeah. and that was yeah. right before De Niro started being in just any movie. Anything. Yeah. yeah, before he became uh, the the drag queen print, uh, pirate in Stardust. <laughs> I'll take your word for that. Oh, dude, Stardust is. Oh, I'm Stardust. not going to recommend it. I'll let somebody lo- else recommend it. Didn't you say it was based on a Neil Gaiman book? Yeah. Yep. I like Neil Gaiman, so I'm down. It's 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 really good. It's an interesting story. For yeah. me, again, this is a weird thing, but for me, it's the it's the case where the movie actually kind of outshines the book. Mm. I mm. like I Andrew. Like... How did you feel about it? It's okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Probably sounds like I a great like... movie. Then I'm going to check it out right away. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That was great. <laughs> uh, my, I'm last, right? I have no one else. Okay. Uh, no, you're uh, it. Uh, Yippee Kaye, mother effer. Die hard. Yeah. Mr. Falcon. Mr. Falcon. That's right. There you go. <laughs> That's what happens when you meet a stranger in the woods. <laughs> well, no, there's a there's an actual story behind it. In the in the TBS uh, version, the the edited version, they actually say Yippee Kaye, Mr. Falcon, and it's so yeah. So the edit is so bad the that. It's a. It's become in, a joke. Yeah. In the TV edit of uh, the Big Lebowski, instead of saying that's what happens when you f a stranger in the A, I believe they say that's what happens when you meet a stranger in the woods. Nice. Which is like, yeah. What? So the so the lock <laughs> screen on my a list of shame movie I have not seen yet. Oh, brother. So, so the picture on my lock. We're out there. Uh, my lock screen on my phone is Donald Duck as uh, Ash from the Evil Dead movie because uh, he's holding a chainsaw in his hand. The new, the new, the new Ducktales does a lot of kind of pop culture references like that, and there's a scene in the movie where they're fighting a falcon, and Launchpad actually says the line "Yippee Kaye, Mister Falcon." And oh man, I lost my shit. I was laughing so hard. My kids don't know why I'm losing my mind. I had to pause the show. Time for <laughs> all right. Here we go. Time for this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where we give our score from zero to ten. 
And um, so should I just go ahead and mark Jesse down for a 10? <laughs> no, I think we should have Sam and Andrew go first. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Uh, well, well as, as it turns out, Sam actually does go first in this section of the show. Sure. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. Still holds up. Uh, very few flaws uh, in it. I'm going to give it a 8.89 out of 10. Actually, I realize Andrew goes first. I totally screwed that up, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I'm I'm used to getting shuffled around. In the order yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the order doesn't matter. Is like the Andrew's uh, going is like the points from uh, whose line is it? Whose line? Yeah, yeah. Andrew, I'll let you go now because you were supposed okay, cool. to go first. Um, I, yeah, I'm actually going to give this uh, a fairly high score. Um, <laughs> Dude, now you haven't been bullied into it now, have you? No, I haven't. Uh, okay. a, a nine point. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, I do enjoy it. it. It's not a terrible film by any means. Uh, but there are a few things that I feel like, you know, make it a little less enjoyable for me. Now for others, I'm sure it's great. Uh, so I'm going to stick with about a, a 6.3. Four out of ten. Okay. All right, Jesse. I think you guys should your new tagline for cheap seat reviews instead of the podcast that reviews the Hollywood film industry for the greater good should be the podcast that gave The Princess Bride a six point three. I think that should <laughs> Wait be a your, second. No, your new I, I gave it. I gave it a, a much larger oh. one. That's true. And to Sam's point, I give this movie a 10. There is no other score for this movie. You have to give this movie a 10, especially when you're not beholden to the spreadsheet like the three of you are. And <laughs> I don't have to like think, OK, what was the last movie that I gave a, gave a 10 to? I don't have to think about that. So I'm just going to say this movie is the 10. This is the 10. This is the mark that I use when I come to Cheap Seat Reviews to judge all other movies. <laughs> OK. Which is interesting. The majority of our tens are from our guests. There's something to be said about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, your guests are honest. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, our last ten came from Cameron, good friend Cameron. Our last uh, before that was um, Randy from Soundtrack Alley, and uh, yeah. Were those both Lord of the Rings movies? No, Soundtrack Alley did um, Empire Strikes Back. Ah, he gave that a ten. Cameron did uh, Lord of the Rings. He did uh, F- Fellowship. He gave it a ten. Uh, anyway, what what uh, my turn, however, to score this film? Uh, IMDb gives it a, an eight point I'm actually surprised it's that low. This this movie wow. feels like a movie where all of the nerds that use the internet should have come in together and said, "How do we not make this movie at least a nine? We will now." Um, yeah, I well, think there's some realistic people on there. Uh, Probably not. I mean, I could just, <laughs> I don't know. It's only got 419,000 ratings. Yeah, so there's others like me out there. Yeah, I guess there are. Um, I, think that's a, I think it's a little low. I'm going to give it a nine. This movie is... Good Lord. You okay, Sam? No. Tornado warning. Okay. Sorry. No, you're fine. Just uh, people are listening. I don't know how to turn it off. I don't know how to turn it off. There it goes. Okay. 
All right. It actually said to seek shelter in my basement. I need to see what's going on. All right, man. Well, if you got to run, go. Um, I'll, I'm going to start nah, over. It's not even hitting us yet. It's yeah. still the quest of here. Jeez. Okay. Well, we're barely even in the tornado. Yeah. Funnel clouds just a few feet away. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to give this movie a nine um, because the, it's a really good movie. It's fun. It's great. It's lovable. It's heartwarming. Um, it's a movie that I can show my children, which yeah. is kind of great. Um, because I don't have a lot of those kind of movies that I can share with my kids. So I think that that gives it a few extra points in my book. So, yeah. I mean, obviously everything on Disney Plus minus the new uh, Defender series is is showable to my kids. But um, What do you mean? I started Daredevil with them today. That's fine. You uh, you go for it. <laughs> I, I'm just do you? kidding. I know you are. I know you are. I mean, you know, your, do- your daughter's older than my kids. But and again, I know you're joking. Just show them that one fight scene in the hall and be like, here you go. That's all you need. Because uh, that fight, there's nothing worse in that fight scene than like you would see in Avengers or anything like that. Mm-mm. That's our show, guys. That's it. This has been yeah. a blast for the most part. You know, a little, uh, a little um, controversial, maybe. A little uh, attacky, possibly. Will we have Jesse back <laughs> on the show? More than likely. Um so please, Jesse, tell our listeners where they can find both your main show, Sudden But Inevitable, and your new show, which I'm super excited for. So before I do that, Sean, I have to I have to mea culpa. You you did mention on your last episode that you felt a little hurt that you weren't asked to be a part of the new Star Trek podcast that I'm about to talk about. <laughs> and I, you know, as as I do, I will point out. We put out an open call for submissions, man, like repeatedly. So I don't know how much more directly you need to be asked, but now I feel that you don't want to be on my show because you had the opportunity and decided not to. What are you doing to me, Sean? You're killing me here, brother. That having been said, you are perfectly (laughs) welcome to contribute, and I hope you do, to Open Pike Night, which is a brand new Strange New Worlds podcast that, as Sean mentioned, has been started by me and Cameron of Green Shirt, a newbie's trek through the next generation. Right now, there's just one sort of intro episode where you learn how we all came to Star Trek and, like, you know, what our favorite series are, that kind of a thing, so that you can draw lines in your own sand and decide who you want to agree with week to week as we plow through the episodes of Strange New Worlds. Now, I hear you out there. Strange New Worlds hasn't started yet. That's true. But there was a trailer and there was a juicy, juicy news drop and we talked about those things at length and we plan to do it again. So if you want to hear that, go to your favorite podcast app and look up Open Pike Night. We will pop up. You can follow that show on Twitter at Open Pike and you can send your 90 second audio clip to openpike at gmail.com to be featured on the show. Give it a listen. You'll see what the format is like. I promise you it's a lot of fun. The goal of our show is to feature the voices of as many Trekkies as possible. We want to hear what you guys think about the series, and then we will discuss based on that. Because we don't really just want to sit up there and be like, here's what we think. We want to have a conversation, so please. And if you're into sci-fi, then there's a chance you're into space westerns, like Cowboy Bebop and Firefly, that sort of thing. If those sorts of things interest you, then you have to, have to, have to listen to Sudden But Inevitable, which is my first podcast where I take my friends through series they have never seen before. Our first season was Firefly. My friend Josh had never seen it. I made him watch it. Then I made him watch Serenity. And um, basically, I would say half of our guests now make the uh, how do the Reavers clean their spears joke at Josh. And he hates me forever for that. And 
that's kind of the whole point of my show. So I'm really glad that it came across that way. <laughs> but we did just finish finish up covering the live action Cowboy Bebop from 2021 that was mercilessly canceled like three weeks after it started. Sean was there for that. Sean was also there for Firefly. And Sean is going, as I mentioned, to be part of Open Pike Night because he's going to send us his audio clip. <laughs> yes, most of that is true. Um, I mean, all the stuff you said about your shows is true. Uh, I, I, I jokingly said that, you know, how do you, how do you guys, how do the two of you, when you have a, 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 we have a three chat, you know, three person chat together, form a podcast without me? And of course the answer is, duh, Sean, you have zero time and they know that. So I'm, I'm of course joking 100%. I'm very happy for them and I will support them in any way I can, as long as I don't actually have to do anything. Okay. <laughs> like a good podcaster, I am. That's it. That's the show. Uh, our stuff is uh, cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com, uh, linktree.cheapseatreviews. Go there. Find all of our stuff. Uh, buy a t-shirt from us. That'd be really cool. Go to Jesse's store and buy a t-shirt from him. T-shirts are cool. Uh, Jesse is currently holding up a Cheap Seat Reviews mug. You should yeah go there and buy one of those. We have new stickers now. We have some new stickers. I'm holding them up for the camera so that people at home can't see them at all. Uh, as well as new buttons, so new swag to be given out to our winner of tonight's trivia. Um, also, at some point, whenever they air it, I am on season four of America's Next Top Podcaster. So once that comes out, check that out. That'll be cool to hear your feedback on that as I compete to be America's Next Top Podcaster. So... Um, with all, with all that ha having been said, which is not easy for me to say, I have been um, so honored to have you guys here with me. So on behalf of Jesse, Andrew, and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week for a, a movie uh, that we're doing. <laughs> I've done this like three times in a row. Next week, we're doing The Watchmen. The Watchmen. Okay, now I'm saying goodbye. The Watchmen. Blue Wiener. Blue Penis. Blue Penis. There you go. Wow. It's like we're the same person. Yeah. <laughs> this is cheap seat reviews